Hello, everybody. Welcome to Green Dudes, the only Green Day podcast that matters. As always, you're here with myself, Connor Mack, and my co-host, BFFFL for for life. I forget what we said last time. Yeah, uh, the the B triple FL. B triple B triple FL. Um and Green Day comrade in arms, the man himself, Mr. Connor Kelly. Connor, how are you doing this this fine Saturday afternoon? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for that uh very flattering introduction as usual, really hypes me up, gets me ready to talk about Green Day, you know, on the podcast. Yeah, um, anytime. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's all about getting into that, that, that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. putting on, uh, you know, people, people ask, like, how, how do you do that? How can you be, um, you know, incredibly entertaining for for almost two hours every week you know with with Mm -hmm. this this show all about green day and uh you know it's it it, the the answer is it's it's not easy It, it is not easy no i mean it's it's something that you have to work at like yeah you know people i think there's this idea that a podcast it's like just you know, two people sitting down shooting the shit, you know, just, just recording what would otherwise be a regular conversation. Only difference is, uh, you know, someone's listening. Right. But, uh, that's not the case. That is not the case at all. We are, you know, masters of our craft, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of, of going there. You know, I think at this point we, we, we've earned our stripes. <laughs> yeah. So to say. I mean, I mean, if this, if this really is the only green day podcast that matters, you know, it's like, I think, I think there's a reason for that, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if we're taking ourselves at our word, which we always do, yes. um, then yeah, of course. I mean, we're, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, we 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 are a beacon of professionalism, but we do have fun as well. You know, I I you know I I don't want people out there to think oh we're just you know two tight laced squares who are just you know um you know crossing the t's and dotting the i's on all this. We like to have fun too. Right, of course. I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't want any impression. It's like oh we're just in it for the money. No, you know? no, 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 no. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it would be easy for us to do that. You know, it would be very easy for us to just be like, we're getting all this money from the podcast that we're doing. It's all just coming in and our, our bank account. It's like, you know, you, you wake up one day and there's five more zeros in that bank account. (laughs) After I actually, it's on my mind because after our last, uh, our last episode, it feels like we're still kind of riding the savior's wave a bit. I quit yeah. my job. <laughs> yeah, I know. I went in. I've been fantasizing about this for a while. I marched right in. I looked my boss dead in the eyes and I said, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, 
I'm one of the green dudes. Uh, you know, I don't need this shit anymore. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and and didn't and, didn't he? Uh, what wasn't he like? Oh, that's where I recognize your voice from. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they they finally connected the dots. Yeah, there. yeah. Too little, too late uh-huh. is what I told him. But you, you uh, were already on on your way out. Yeah. 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 It was really nice of them to let you back, though. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> oh, it was it was the very next day. Actually, I was I was <laughs> started eating into my savings pretty quick. I don't know. That was. I, I mean, that's this. that's a good. Thank God your boss was a fan of the podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah. That really you know, worked in your favor. It's those it's those like little miracles sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know. We you know we all we, we all have moments uh, where we're just we just lose our shit and just walk out. Um, <laughs> But anyways, we we are uh, recording this. You know, typically we've been recording these 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 episodes on a Sunday to go out on Monday. Fast turnaround here. Today is a Saturday, and we're we're recording a little bit early, Connor, because because you are you got big plans to watch the Super Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> I uh. I am not going to be watching the Super Bowl. I think you misheard. Oh, okay. I thought. Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know where what your sources are on that, but uh, I just didn't know because I mean, you know, I, from what I've heard, there's a lot of people that are watching the the big game. They yes. call it the big game, right? Uh, yeah. That that wouldn't wouldn't normally watch it because. Uh, Taylor Swift, probably right. It's the Swifties, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I just thought maybe that that piqued your interest a little bit. Um, you know, I it's not for me. No, it's it's not it's not for me. Uh, I'm just excited to have a open day tomorrow where I can. Wake up at six thirty and just have a pot of coffee on my own and play some video games. Hang out with a cat on my lap. Simple man. I'm a simple man with a simple plan. Okay. Um, I don't get caught up in all that that hype. Okay. The Swifty effect. I'm uh, very measured when it comes to these kinds of things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I uh. I don't know. I just thought maybe, maybe you would be into one of those. There's like the idea that it's like a drinking game you can play. Whenever they pan over to Taylor Swift on the screen, you you take a shot. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. If I was hanging out with a group of people who wanted to do that, if I had more friends than like just you, yeah, um, maybe I would do that. But yeah. I, you know, it's it's like, where are those people? I don't know. I yeah, know. I mean, they're out there somewhere. They're 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 not in our inner circle. Um, oh, so you're not watching it tomorrow? No, 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 no. I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I was gonna ask, like, so you're not gonna watch it at all? Not even for the commercials, because the, the commercials are very popular too, as as we know. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But uh, no, I, I will not be, uh, I will not be viewing. Yeah. Well, no, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going what's the, to. What's the halftime show? Do you know who's playing? Oh man, um, it should be Taylor Swift. I know it isn't, but I like, know. She, wouldn't yeah, that she, be? She missed a step there. They, it's like 
I know they, they must have to have this set up like months and months and months in advance. Maybe, maybe even longer. Who knows how long that, that yeah. gets set up. Yeah. But um, just feels like whoever it is, it's like maybe they should have stepped down. Yeah, I think that would let Taylor do it. I think that would have been the the noble move. No, I, I I honestly have no idea who it is. It's probably somebody really boring. I mean, what if it's Green Day? They just had an album release. Yeah, and we and somehow we didn't even know. Yeah, what if what if we don't know, and it's Green Day tomorrow? What well, then? I mean, that would be pretty incredible. If if they could pull off like a surprise show, but it's the Super Bowl, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and like, then middle of the show, they as they're playing American Idiot, don't want to be part of a MAGA agenda. They they throw that one in there. Hell yeah! I mean, so something else that I thought of was it, it's funny because um, I'm not sure if you have seen this in the news. I'm not sure if you follow the news recently, recently but I don't know. Late on me. Yeah, so so you know the, this whole Taylor Swift thing with her boyfriend, who's the football player. Yes, and uh, th- there's the whole thing where you know obviously she is like a very powerful person. She has a lot of followers who kind of hang on her every word, and um, the the MAGA crowd kind of is is I think still mad at her for endorsing Joe Biden last time around, um, and which is hilarious. Well, yeah, wh- which go, go which is on. very funny. Uh, two things are happening that I've seen in the news. It's like the Biden's team is like really trying to get her to endorse Biden now because like he really he really needs it. He like really would you could could use that endorsement. Yeah. And um, Trump said something like, uh, and I, you know, I mean, you know, the news, they embellish these things, but um, kind of like uh, um, starting a holy war to like to take down Taylor were, Swift. Were, were those the words that he used in, in the headline in the he- in the headline? I'm going to Google it. Holy war was was used. Um and my first thought, being the Green Day brained guy I am, was like, "This is taking some of the heat off of Green Day right now," and I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of bummed about that. Yeah, obviously, I don't know. Holy War. It sounds like it could just be um, covert Dune promo, if you ask me. I know. Me. I mean that that yeah. So so okay, okay. So here's the headline from Rolling Stone: Trump allies pledge Holy War against Taylor Swift. I'm not sure if Trump himself said it, but. Uh, um then my other thought was like the funniest thing is is like if if there was ever to be like a real a real civil war in America I mean those are the only two people that could could lead the you know the, like like those armies into battle right like what other people besides you know Donald Trump and Taylor Swift would would have that the the sway to lead people into a brutal civil war i mean i i guess you're right in terms of the influence that they have but you know taylor just doesn't doesn't have like the the push she doesn't have the drive 
she doesn't like stand for anything or do any it's like I, people I just like her but she would never lead anyone into battle well no i'm not saying that she would do this but i'm saying that she she really could she could she could inspire plenty of violence in her name maybe maybe the trump versus taylor swift american civil holy war is <laughs> world war 0 Oh shit! This is the, the this is what Billy Joe predicted all yeah, the way back. Maybe in, this wow. Maybe this is the coming of World War Zero. All the know. way back in 2016, Billy Joe predicted this. He could see it. Uh, he saw you know he saw the writing on the wall, so to speak. <laughs> he read between the lines. Yeah. Holy war between Trump and Taylor Swift. Swifties and MAGA. Who will win? Obviously, Green Day is fighting on the side of the Swifties. Um, so they've got that going for them. Kid Rock, though. Kid Rock is on Team MAGA. He, he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's a worthy yeah. opponent, I've heard. Maybe. I wouldn't want to fight him. That would be scary. He would fight dirty. Yeah. He, he would, would bite. Yeah, I mean, that'd probably be the least of my worries, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, it would just be like, what kind of diseases do you have to check for after he bites you? Yeah, true. I mean, rabies at the least. True. Anyways, uh, this is not a Taylor Swift Holy War podcast. I don't think so, at least. Not, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone's doing any of those. I don't know. Me, no. Actually, you know what? I guess with Taylor's fan base, it is possible that someone is doing a Taylor Swift Holy War podcast. I guess that could be happening. <laughs> Honestly. And, I, you know, if if that was the case, I'm sure there's plenty of Taylor Swift podcasts that are very popular and beloved. Um, if there is a Taylor Swift Holy War podcast out there and, you know, you get word of our, our bantering and, you know... I just want you to know that this is all in good fun. We don't. We you don't. really are. You really are scared of the Swifties, aren't we you? Don't you really don't. You. <laughs> <laughs> We're on your side, okay? We are on your side. Um, <sighs> that's all I got to say. You just gotta. We, we we stand against Kid Rock on this. Podcast. Yeah, we we firmly against Kid Rock, and and uh, I forget if he's he was against Bud Light. Oh yeah, but then I think he recanted and was like, "Oh no, it's actually good again." So I don't know. Um, I just forgot because because he was the one that sh- that that shot all those Bud Light. Cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's not the only one who did that, but no. he did most famously do that. He yes. did, yeah. Um, and I mean, Taylor is drinking Bud Light all the time, so you know, I'm assuming. Not the 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 culture war uh, rages silently onwards. Yeah. Anyways, today today on the podcast we're talking uh, Green Day's uh, the 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 third song on Green Day's Slappy EP, four oh nine in your coffee maker. Uh, this song came out well before all you know 
well before uh, Kid Rock was was a, a, a twinkle in his daddy's eye, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like I, that, I'm I'm sure that timeline that all adds up. Well, I mean, I don't think I mean I'm sure the guy the Kid Rock actually existed, but his name's not Kid Rock, so it's like <laughs> he has he's got a real name, right? Right. Like he was probably yeah, his, around. His dad isn't like the rock and then like wow. had a son and then Dwayne that the became rock kid rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Do you think that Right, like that's that's not what happened. Well, do right? you think I mean, maybe it is? I don't know. I mean <laughs> I don't want to I the thing is is like what if Kid Rock doesn't know? I just don't think it's right of me to <laughs> I, I don't think yeah, this is the place you know, to like divulge that. Yeah, like, he maybe, needs uh, to, to learn that on his own terms. You know, that's true. He might he might just not want to get into that, and it's a whole can of worms that that you'd have to open up. Like, if if he finds out the Rock is his father, then obviously, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, where the you know what the worst part would be is. What if The Rock fought for Taylor Swift? I mean, father against son on, on the well, battleground of well, America's exactly, Holy War. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because I think he would. I mean, The Rock. I I I I think is a pretty liberal guy. I don't really know, but um, I mean, he was in Moana, so <laughs> yes, that's gotta count for something, right? right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that's got kinda, it has to. I mean, it's Disney gotta movie. count for something. A Disney so. movie. That's what that's what the whole other side is against. So you gotta. So I mean, honestly, that makes for great drama. So if, if, I mean, here is another idea for you know, an HBO miniseries. If the, if the producers are listening, uh, instead of American Civil War, Taylor Swift Holy War, and yeah, you, yeah, you cast Kid Rock, you cast Dwayne the <laughs> Rock Johnson, and you make that a pivotal moment in the film where it's like on the battleground they realize that. Like they're face to face, just like father, and like yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I I could see that being really emotionally affecting, and actually, it's it's emotion like that 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 would really help heal the country's division. Yeah, you might be right. You know, like like oh, we're not the rock all... and kid rock, like you know, making amends, embracing, together. embracing on the battlefield. You know, while all this bloodshed and violence is surrounding them, I think that would be. You know, could could really go a long way to healing some of these families who are like torn apart by, you know, political division. Hmm. Just a thought. You know, we we are more alike than we are different, and I I, I do think that Kid Rock and The Rock really <laughs> showcase that. Like that, yeah. that's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. Um. So you know what, like. HBO executives, if you're if you're listening, because you you know the last episode we gave you some cool ideas for the American Idiot miniseries, so you might be listening again, just be like, you know thinking like maybe they've got more of that juice. Well, you know we do, and this time <laughs> this time I think you know I'm not gonna fight for an executive producer credit. You can just take that, you know, do do what you will with that. Um, just in the spirit of of you know uniting this this country of ours this great <laughs> okay yeah, i'm done yeah, i'm no, done i'm sorry okay that's uh, beautiful that's great 
it's it's beautiful um 409 in your coffee maker Connor. uh yeah this 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 is legitimately um one of my i think it might be one of my favorite green day songs really uh it's uh, at the very least my favorite on this ep it's one of the top ones on the album i think um yeah you know before the podcast connor in in years past obviously we you know growing up hearing the song a bunch what what are your thoughts on it general general feelings so there's been a few times talking through these songs where like oh you know this is this is a big one you know uh but this is a big one this is a big yeah. song for green day um uh, from this era, and yeah, I have I have always really liked it. Um, especially the the chorus has just like always really stood out to me, and ha- has always been like very effective and hooky. And um, I don't know, I don't I don't quite have like specific memories i guess like at last time i shared on like oh you know kind of listening to the song and my experience with the song personally but um i guess i have always appreciated the message of this song in particular and um have always thought it's really cool i do i do like this one quite a bit yeah yeah, but I, I, but I don't have as much to share about like my history with it. That's I gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I, I I think it's it's kind of one I feel like that's always stood out just because of like how undeniable it is. I guess like it's just like undeniably a really kick-ass Green Day song, and I know I've been. And I, 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 I I'm talking a little bit about how songs like this and songs like Paper Lanterns are kind of maybe signposts for for what happens later on in the 90s they they do kind of feel like uh you know maximum green day or or something and and 409 your coffee maker is is one of those songs that just kind of it seems like it's it's all there you know it it's uh it, you know no notes needed it, it 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 would be a home on many green day albums like maybe maybe uh it would be at home on dookie obviously we're gonna cover that uh in a little bit they did re-record it for dookie um mm-hmm. but even like insomniac or nimrod i feel like it would fit right at home on 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 a lot of the 90s material um so that's why it it is so striking that it was you know recorded uh right around the same time as their their debut um yeah and as far as the message goes as a kid who you know really did not feel like they were getting a lot out of like the public school system um it's something that I I related to immensely growing up. I think a, a big reason why I, I really took to this song um, so instantaneously is just because, you know, I was I was freaking 
living it. I, I, I was that kid sitting in a state of a daydream, you know, mm-hmm. in, in my history class, learning about the actual civil war, you know, it's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Wake me up when kid rock gets here. Exactly. You know? This, this history book needs more kid rock. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think those are, you know, some of the reasons why I think it, it, it it's resonated with me so strongly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a song that I think, I guess I've just grown to appreciate more as I've gotten older and, you know, feels like we've spent more time uh, sort of, <clears throat> I don't know resisting the conformity of the system and you know <laughs> in our own way uh in in a lot of ways you know not successfully which i think is really what this song kind of is about like i think that's what i've grown to like about it more in a way or or the way that i think about it more um because, yeah, I guess when I was younger, I thought of it as more of being, like, apathetic, you know? Um, and I guess now it, it seems more like you, you kind of become more aware of, like, the reasons why uh, things are set up the way they are. The, the, the people who benefit from these things and, you know, not to, not to just be like, society, man! all about it but uh but like i think that this song does a really good job of questioning like oh like is it me like am i a fuck up or like or or is it like i was always kind of destined to fuck up like these people want me to fuck up you know yeah i I can't i can't do anything else other than fuck up because like the the deck's stacked against me you know Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I i think that's it's interesting to me too thinking about it now at um the ripe age of 30 because mm-hmm. uh, i mean it, it's it's funny and it's sad how it it still really relates and it still still really resonates like i mean you know you you go from the public school system to you know whatever workplace you you fall into and i mean for for me pretty much most jobs i have worked at i i i can you know pretty much say that 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 i i felt this same way you know and um that that longing to break through these chains um and it makes me even think of like obviously i know that the messages are I think they're different, but they are similar, but, you know, breaking through those chains, like something on, on she too, you know, um, just kind of, uh, these, these systems. Yeah. That, that were kind of built, built around you, um, built to support you or built to, you know, imprison you in a way it's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, up for debate there um but but yeah to this day i i I definitely can still draw draw from this song uh and 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 really feel feel it in my bones yeah 
Yeah, it was a really great song to revisit and and listen a little more closely to it because it's like um we'll talk more about it but this is like one of those songs where for the most part i was like yeah you know i i know it like i know the words and shit so it's it's not like it was any any discovery of like oh that's what the song really is you know but but more so just like reconsidering the the content and the the meaning of it and like i was even thinking about um how interesting it was like thinking about how how old billy was when he wrote this we we keep saying like yeah you know he would have been like 16 or whatever and here they are making their their first album um they're coming out coming out with this ep just afterwards and uh feels like there's a very clear link between billy feeling like well if i can't make music it's like well that's it for me right it's uh and and yet like he's writing this song from this perspective of uh you know before the big break before the success was like guaranteed yeah and um and so i think in that way it's it's a very powerful song because it it kind of captures this moment in uh billy's life and and like in in green day's career where it's like um they have that passion and that longing to 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 try to dedicate their lives to um you know what they what they truly feel like they want to do like what is meaningful they 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 want to make music you know and um this this song is kind of uh like a like a plea to to do that i think in a way and and also like usual billy kind of uh turns turns that around as a mirror and it's you know he's he's always kind of writing about himself as like that that perpetual fuck up it's like well if it, you know if it's not that then then it's nothing you know yeah yeah absolutely um i think you're right and and it's it's interesting cuz cuz that that does really make me uh realize how you know th- this this song does kind of fit within that lineage of of songs uh for the perpetual fuck up you know um all the way to look mono brains on saviors you know um yeah and yeah what's interesting about this one is is that it is it's it's uh from the perspective of somebody who yeah has has not broken through those chains and uh and yeah, is, is, is kind of on, on the cusp and, and, and kind of realizing that, uh, yeah, you know, if, if he can't make it out of, uh, this, this kind of, uh, structure, then, you know, he, he, you know, kind of feels like, like you said, that's, that's it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's another thing that's funny and sad that, this this lineage of songs doesn't really doesn't really get brighter or or disappear like it's it is a a feeling that that lingers even with the success and the fame um this this kind of feeling of uh of being lost or you know feeling 
like you you know not not fitting in or feeling uh feeling stuck in a way i guess um yeah uh but but yeah no i think that's that's an interesting point um because yeah this is really before that big shift uh and that puts it in a in, in in a much different perspective that's true but then like you know i like what you're saying too because it would it would feel kind of obvious or natural maybe for it to be like okay you know they're longing to break through the chains and they haven't they haven't like really hit their stride yet and then they get their big break they're really successful and it's like okay they did it right like isn't that breaking through the chains it's like you you're outside of it now you know you don't have to work a nine to five you can dedicate yourself to playing music it's like the chains are off right and yet like you're saying these songs uh persist and and so there's kind of like this maybe this like dual sort of uh idea of well what does it mean to break the chains or what are the chains that billy's even singing about right it's like okay so you're you're not working a nine to five and but but you're still like within the system man you know you're you're still you're still inside of that thing you know your your music and and the way that you create it and record it and distribute it and promote it by going on tour like all of these things are already decided for you that yeah. these are these are mechanisms that have been created that like you're you're really just being slotted into a different mold and um i don't think that billy resents that necessarily but it's like yeah if it if it's not the success and not the money it's like where's that idea of um being like a lost kind of fuck up come from and and yeah i think it's just something that is inside of billy like it's we've also talked a lot about like the i think the words we've been using is like the the internal turmoil or whatever you want to call it you know that that he's kind of been writing through on a lot of different ways on 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 all of these songs you know and um it just is kind of fascinating to think about how um even though it's a bit of like a tale as old as time it's like yeah you know money's not going to solve your problems but but like considering that idea in a song like this it it is again it is kind of fascinating to consider like yeah even even after they become like the one of the biggest rock bands on planet earth you know billy's kind of his bread and butter is, is still writing songs like this. Um, and, and so I guess it, it really does feel like a very sincere reflection on how Billy sees himself and, and the way that he still feels. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're so right. I, I, uh, I think it's interesting too. Cause, cause yeah, you know, obviously there are shades of, of like, Oh yeah, money, can't buy happiness or whatever which you know like you said is a tale as old as time but um you know i i i think billy himself would would be uh quick to say like yeah you know money has helped things and and it it has you know increased the quality of his life uh but there is sort of like that perpetual restlessness i guess that that he's he's written about throughout um throughout his his career um and yeah it makes you think like oh yeah is is this just something internal is it some internal mechanism that can't be switched off or is it just 
no matter where he he is or people like him or people that can relate people like myself um no matter where you are within this society if you're still a part of this like if 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 you're still kind of being made to feel like a cog in this machine like there's still going to be a part of you that that feels like that way you know that 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 feels like you need to break out of this this uh cage i guess yeah Um, yeah i think it's i i I think it's uh both or it it could very very easily be interpreted as like both those things right together absolutely Um, yeah and and yeah billy would probably i i don't know i get the feeling that he would agree on those on those terms as well obviously we can't speak for the man himself but like just kind of the way you're laying it all out there i i I just um it it feels right in in terms of like you know other things that he speaks on and 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 the way that he kind of portrays himself um yeah no i I don't i I could see both of those things being true uh yeah i don't think it would be too far-fetched um i i do want to um you know jump into our three players on this recording and of course in all of their their you know the elements of their performance um but this this is another song that uh there there is there is a bit of lore built up around this song that i did want to address and again i i, I don't think it is a, a, as much of like a uh uh, a fun fact at the end um you know it's more of as far as i'm concerned it's an, it's it's it's, it's essential to the story of the song um and the the lore connor is of course about the title of the song of course it is which as we all know 409 Formula 409 is a cleaning fluid. You can yeah. you, you use to clean things. Mm-hmm. A coffee Duh. maker, a coffee maker is a machine you use to make it a coffee. <laughs> okay, I'm you with know? you. <laughs> um, I'm with you so far. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, I okay, you you could potentially clean your coffee maker with 409, but who who cleans their coffee maker you know who cleans that it's like that's true come on um you actually uh dilute the robust flavor of your coffee the exactly more you clean the coffee maker it gets flavor from just never cleaning it well yeah from from the buildup of the coffee grounds um yeah it 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 does add to the flavor. Um, it's scientifically proven. It Each is. pot is better than the last. Absolutely, and the the secret because people are like, well, won't it get gross and moldy if you don't clean it? And the answer is yes, it will, but only if you leave it, leave it alone. Like if 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 you're not brewing coffee for for four days in a row, then yeah, you might get some mold. Yeah, you mm-hmm. might see some mold in that, in, you know, in that coffee maker. But who? What kind of fucking crazy motherfucker is not brewing coffee for for four days? 
I don't know. I guess if it gets that bad, they need to use that 409 to clean it, right? At that point, you would. But otherwise, if 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 you're brewing a pot of coffee every day, Connor, do you know what, what kills germs and mold spores? Heat. Hotness. Hot, hot fucking water. Hot fucking right. water. Do you know? That's exactly how you make coffee. It it's it's self cleaning in that way. So I mean, people who who freak out, oh you you don't clean your coffee maker. It's like, all right, I, I spotted the non coffee drinker. You know, I <laughs> I spotted the tea drinker. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Um, but anyways, the story goes, Connor, and I I don't actually I don't really have a source for this. I think. Um, I, I I would love to be uh, informed, but the story goes that uh, that that this is something that somebody, apparently Billy Joe himself, did to a teacher in grade school. He put four oh nine in this teacher's coffee maker uh, at, to like get back at them, you know, for for you're keeping me here in this classroom all day long. I'm gonna make your coffee taste like cleaning product and uh then we we got a song out of it connor have you ever heard that that uh tale no i feels like what i'm gonna say sounds uh stupid now but i i guess i gotta say it i i thought um i always thought of it as like a time like like it's 409 a.m. presumably because oh, okay. a lot of coffee makers might have a clock on it but you know like coffee makers sometimes did they have have did they yes. in the 90s in the early I think, 90s i, I kind of feel like back in the day is actually when it was more prevalent honestly because i feel like now if you get a coffee maker why the fuck would it have a clock in it but i feel like that's to, a thing isn't it no, am i crazy it's a thing nowadays because you can use that just to, to preset it to to start brewing at a certain time I don't know. I, if thought, they... I, I thought of it as like a digital clock in the coffee maker, and like you're you're laying in bed thinking you're like a fucking loser, you know, and you're you're not gonna fucking do anything ever, and everything sucks, and you can't sleep, and you get up, and like you you just walk into the kitchen and. <laughs> you look at the fucking <laughs> clock on your coffee maker and it's like 4.09 a.m. And they were like, damn, like that's... Time to brew some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, All right. I guess that's dumb as shit. But uh, no, well, I didn't no, well, know well, that no, fucking it, other story. I don't think it's dumb. I, I don't think it's... I don't really think it's dumb. I just don't know. I, I could be wrong. I mean, back in 1989 or 1990, Connor, could you... Was it possible to like set a timer on your coffee maker to 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 pre-brew was that a thing back then i don't know and i and i don't think so but what i'm saying is is i do think that even then even though it wouldn't have had the setting i kind of think maybe some coffee pots had a small digital clock but in why i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't have any like facts and figures to back yeah. this up. Like, I can't. Just uh, I'm, I am open. 
I am open to being wrong. Like, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just fucking wrong. But, like, I don't know. That's... That's what I took this title, especially like when I was younger. I guess that that would be funny too. Like thinking about um, like my my historical thoughts on the song. Like the reason I yeah. think that that's not like a new thought. It's not like I was sitting down listening to this for the podcast and and thinking like, man, what does this song title mean? Like I gotta crack the. I didn't look anything up. I don't know. I've thought that for as long as I've known about this song. Like I've. I've always thought that since I was a kid. And I guess I just never that that like childhood thought has like stuck with me. Yeah. And I've I've never really like done anything to undo it, you know? I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. And I mean maybe the only reason that I don't have the same association is because I mean, as you know, right away I, I dove into all of Green Day lore and Green Day history and uh this this myth and okay, first off, I I'm I'm pretty certain that the intention of the song, like the 409, is referencing the 409 cleaner. There's other reasons, yeah. um, but but this myth is, it's everywhere. The story is everywhere. Every every video of the song, every you know place where you can write comments about a song, it is there. It, it's perpetuated, maybe even more than. Um, what was the one last week? Why do you want him? Why do you want? Why do you him? Yeah. want him? Being the first Green Day song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so, so I, 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 and maybe this is something that I'm forgetting. But uh, if there's anybody out there that can point me in the right direction of the the source of this, uh, or if there's a place where Billy Joe has said this, um, or a place where somebody has, you know, misquoted him or something, just, just like some origin to this story. Uh, please, please let me know. But uh, yeah, Connor, what do you think the legitimacy of this tale is? I, you know, I could see it. I, I mean, like, God, I would not want to be Billy Joe's teacher. He must have been such a little, you know, snot-nosed motherfucking yeah. asshole. Oh my God! Absolutely. I would have hate. Oh my God. You're his fucking teacher. You're coming into to work every day, and you're just like mentally preparing yourself for this little shit to walk through the door every fucking day. Like Billy Joe's that fucking kid who just fucking sucks. <laughs> oh my god, I would fucking hate to be that little shit's teacher. No way. Like so, I believe it. So I, I believe it. I believe that he would do that fucking shit. I bet he fucking sucked as a kid. Oh my god. Do do, do you kind of feel like oh fuck? Is he gonna write another song about me today? <laughs> he just comes yeah. in his, he like brings like songs making fun of his teacher. Yeah. Okay, Billy, you're talented, but like enough enough songs about yeah, we, you, right? <laughs> we have to do math, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but no, I know. Yeah, that 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 would be interesting, and I I would actually be really interested in hearing from some of his teachers about their uh, their experience with him. In because I could, you know, I could also see him as as being somebody who was kind of more quiet in class too, and and introverted, but then kind of really rejected it outside. You know what I mean? Like like I or I or 
I mean, depending on on how old he was, I could also see him just being like not there. Obviously, he dropped yes. out. You know, yeah. so yeah, could have been a big class skipper. Um, but anyways, folks, True if enough. you know if you have thoughts about about the th- this this Green Day lore, please let us know. Um, now jumping into the song itself a little bit more. I, you, I, I do, I do want to do that. I had a quick question though, since we were yeah. talking about the titles, right? 409 Your Coffee Maker. I was realizing as I was looking through the track list that all the songs from the beginning of uh, 39 Smooth album proper at the library to the end, Judge's Daughter, all those make perfect sense, right? It's like each that, that you know. All the, all the titles are essentially either what the song is about or like part of the chorus or whatever it is, yeah. right? Um, and then uh, I guess ex- uh, maybe except for like uh, what? Passalacqua. Uh, going to Passalacqua, thank you. I guess that would be the exception. But I was thinking about it because once we got to the, the EP here, it's like, okay, 409 Your Coffee Maker, how does that like relate to you know what this song is about we've we've talked about that and then it made me think like why the fuck is paper lanterns called paper lanterns like we didn't talk about that at all and i was just wondering if you knew i just like don't fucking know and i was like why is that song called paper lanterns yeah i mean that's that's a great question i uh i got nothing i got nothing for that but that's another I mean, that that is a mystery to me, um, and it's probably it's it's probably somewhere uh, in in you know the the archive of the internet. Um, let's see. So, okay, just quick quick googling finds. And and again, this is from a five year a five year old Reddit account, so I don't know the, if if it's legitimate or not. But what what what's said is a uh, there's a tradition of letting paper lanterns go when you lose something or someone at the end of an event to signify you're letting it go and moving towards a brighter future. I don't know how how legitimate that is with with the intention of the song. But right. it's a possibility. Okay. Well, safe to say we're not we're not positive. I just wanted to bring it up uh, because that that is part of what I wanted to talk about with this song. I, I was going to say like I don't know why this song is called "Four yeah. Nine in Your Coffee Maker," and then it kind of made me look back at the songs we've discussed, and I'm like, I know why each song is called that, except for "Paper Lanterns" and this one. I felt like so. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on that quick, but uh, but that's all. Maybe we'll come back to that sometime. Here's another one on on a on GD Wiki. Um, they say it's the paper of a faded love and the fire of jealousy, giving a dangerous combination. Paper lanterns. Does that yeah. one? <laughs> that, like, that doesn't sound right at all. Seems a to bit me. more far fetched. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, moving on, folks. If if you have the answers, please. Please spill the beans. Please uh, reach out to us. Let us know how wrong we are um, or how right we are. I don't know. Uh, whichever way the tables turn. Um, but yeah, Connor jumping into the the meat and potatoes of the song. Uh, how are we feeling about the performances? It's 
it's a it's another pretty basic uh riff but it's it, i mean it's just another example uh you know just like paper lanterns of an extremely simple basic but like really fucking catchy and borderline iconic um yeah billy joe riff to to start us off yeah yeah it is and you know before you mentioned you you know this song would could feel at home on uh dookie or insomniac or nimrod and um i agree because as i was listening to this song um i i i specifically did feel like i got like some insomniac vibes the the way the song um starts you know like there's throughout 39 smooth the majority of the songs kind of start with like this introductory riff that's gonna like carry throughout the rest of the song um but it feels like those those introductory riffs are like a little more subdued or isolated <clears throat> and then like the song sort of grows into that larger sound as it goes on but like here with uh 409 just like right out the gate it's like blasting you know it's like you get that one drum hit and then the whole song just like crashes in and i was like oh yeah you know that that really does kind of make me think of insomniac makes me think of something like the way stuck with me starts yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh or or again yeah like any number of uh green day songs from that time so absolutely it, it it is it is simple and straightforward but yeah there's there's like a real impact and power to it where uh it, it kind of just like kicks right off and uh just sounds really good yeah no no you're right it's immediate because because i mean i think that's a good point a lot of the songs on on the record do kind of start with maybe just solo guitar and then build up into kind of a full you know the full riff proper with the full band coming in um and but yeah this this is it's it's smack right into it and uh it, yeah it's it's super powerful um and i i i mean i i keep on saying it but I'm going again back to the point where it just it's it's just signature '90s '90s Billy Joe sound. Uh, yeah. And then obviously the the major difference is it, it builds up into another shredding solo. Um, yes. Which which of course we we are very familiar with by now. Yeah, the solo is also pretty simple though. You know, yeah. it, it is. It, it is shredding, but it's just like, you know, like, uh, it's a good solo. It is. Um, and I like it for the song, but it, I, you know, Billy doesn't, it doesn't feel like Billy's like really, uh, cutting loose necessarily either. Like it's, it's pretty focused for like what it is. And, and it's a pretty short solo overall. So they, they kind of, they build up to it, you know, Billy shreds a bit and then it's like back, back to it you know it's uh it's not like the high point like it is in something like judge's daughter yeah no no i i i think you're right it's 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 not really the climax or the most exciting part of the song really um because because i do want to talk a little bit about the 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 bridge and maybe one of the maybe the most exciting part of the song to me is is kind of the 
bridge where it's a little bit of a you know breakdown and we have um the bass kind of filling in a lot of open space with the donut boom 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 like that's i mean i think that's my favorite part of the song and uh i mean it's it's uh it it really feels dookie to me actually Mm -hmm. with with the kind of the the slinky bass taking center stage there yeah yeah you're right and then even i mean like we were talking about some of the other we're kind of like getting to the performances too but uh kiff meyer has some great moments in that too where it's like as it seems like it's about to go into i don't know it's kind of going back and forth between like those sort of like stilted quick hits you know but then like he gets like uh sort of like a burst of energy in there he gets like this really big fill and then it goes back into the bum 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 you know uh so just feels really good like he he really he really lays a lot down in a really short period of time during that bridge he does for sure and and it's it's another uh moment where you know i've got my my note written that it's like another it feels like another proto tray fill you know it's 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 a bump a bump a bump you know it's 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 really really great and and you know i feel like the three of them are really super locked in um and yeah, you know, kind of makes me, uh, you know, maybe maybe a little sad, you know, that that like uh, I kind of feel like like they're, you know, with, with this song and why why do you want to and Paper Lanterns? I feel like the three of them are really super locked in, playing super tight. Uh, feels like they're they're gelling really well. Where you know, obviously throughout the entire album, um, there there are are bits and pieces of that uh but it kind of feels like they're they, they've they've got a good groove going on and and then for for the kiffmeister to be leaving very very you know shortly uh yeah, it's a little that's, a good point. that's that's true um i guess thinking about like how how this ep sort of benefits from the the time that they spent making the record just beforehand anyways right yeah like they, they've had a, a lot point. of uh they've had a lot of time together playing now and recording yeah. and all that and so um does it does seem like there's kind of a noticeable uh effect to that right yeah these these songs that we've talked from the ep so far um they they really do have a good uh like mesh they're they're really meshed together yeah they, they are yeah yeah it feels like they're they're really really firing on all cylinders um as mike Dirt likes to say uh and it'll be interesting, Connor, because we're we're going now from from this EP after the next song, uh, we're going to the to the the, the one thousand hours EP, which actually was recorded before the album itself. So it'll be interesting to kind of see if we can kind of tell that that they were still kind of getting their bearings a little bit um, on some of their first recordings compared to w- these are these being some of their last as as this lineup. Um, yeah, I I can safely say I've never thought about that before or like noticed any clear division. That that's kind of been the whole thing I've been coming back to. Is uh, previously I sort I I very much thought of the Thirty Nine Smooth compilation as one massive thing. Um, what is it? Nineteen songs or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nineteen songs. And and so I was always like, okay, like this is this is just one huge album, right? And we we talked a lot about how well as we've gone through track by track like you know judge's daughter really does feel like a conclusion that really is the end of the record and 
there sort of is this difference in like noticing their playing on this EP. Yeah, I I really wonder. I guess our chopping skills, I think, are getting a bit more finely tuned as we go as we go through these songs uh, individually. That's really interesting. It is, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the the, the last thing I got to say on uh, the Kiffmeister's performance is. It, um, in that in that bridge or the breakdown, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, we we have some of his classic tambourine playing, which is yes, uh, uh, Kiffmeister staple. Um, you gotta love it. Uh, which, and again, we're gonna talk about this in a moment. Which Trey actually he he still he stays pretty faithful to in the Dookie version of this song. Um, yeah. Connor, do you have any other, you know, thoughts that you wanted to bring up about the song or the playing before we move um, on? Just a few. One is I really like the echo effect whenever Billy says the word days. Yeah. You get the days, days, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. days, days. I think it's literally every time he says the word on the song. And so, like, obviously, it's it's kind of just communicating that feeling of being in a daze, you know, you're disoriented, and it's like you're you're not even really listening. Things are just kind of, it's, it's like soundscapey all around you. It's like, who cares? Um, but they haven't used an effect like that up until this point, and so it's kind of cool to see them um, try something out like this, you know, that they're like, yeah, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna use like this studio effect to kind of uh, hammer home this this dazed feeling and yeah um, not only are they more it, it works not only are they more gelled together as like a, a three person unit but they're also starting to you know experiment a little bit in in the studio so that's that's another little um bit of progression true enough yeah i really uh it's cool it's sometimes things like that i think are kind of annoying honestly you know i, I think i think Sometimes it could be too much to do something like that, but I feel like this was a very, I don't know, tasteful is such a snobby word, but like that that's like is what's coming to mind to me. Like, I just feel like it's really well done. Like there's such a good restraint to it in that way. They're not overdoing it or anything. Like it, it's just a, a, a nice use of the effect. I, I like agree with that. that. Yeah. And I mean, I think we're going to be talking a lot more about effects and production things when we get into maybe their 2000s output a little yeah. bit more um, because I'm sure we will have a lot to say about maybe maybe when times they were not as as subtle and restrained true um, I wanted to mention for the chorus uh, Billy and Mike are singing together right yes yeah yeah and um, I guess I really like it for that too like it it gives it a good differentiation i guess with the rest of the song and and makes the chorus i think stand out a little bit more than it than it otherwise might like it's, it's not just mike doing uh backup vocals you know they they just sing through the whole thing there and um i just really like their voices together and absolutely it's cool that mike mike gets a chorus you know it's yeah it's rad as hell it sounds great and yeah i, I think you're right it's different than their usual harmonies where i think it's it is mostly just them singing on top of each other just you know uh and, and and yeah just just the uh the their their voices kind of naturally pair together very well and and I, I was reminded of this um recently i've been listening to uh demolicious 
the you know the trilogy, trilogy demo compilation yep. and yep. a lot of those songs in their demo versions like mike's backing vocals are all over them and and uh and it it just it really really adds to the um to the final product like i'm a huge trilogy lover obviously but um most of those songs like billy does his own backing vocals or mike's like way in the background or you know um so so yeah it's it's uh it it's it's a good thing that they should do more often i guess and that sometimes it makes me sad that that them kind of singing together has has maybe been put put to the back burner a little bit yeah i hear you and yeah this 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 song is cool for including that um and then just two other quick things one is i really like that they use the bridge as the outro of the song too yes you know the yeah. bum, bum, you know they, they just the do it again without the the sing- yeah right so um it's just a it and i like that because like it does sound really great like you're right like i love the bass in that part i love how the drums are kind of like start and stop and get these cool fills and the guitar is really strong so uh felt like it was a really cool decision to be like hey well let's not just you know leave it there just as the bridge like let's just like fucking do it again it's a great Absolutely. way to end the song agreed and last thing i want to shout out we definitely spent a lot of time talking about this at the beginning of our conversation but there, there was one lyric that i really wanted to highlight and that's the um maybe I'm just too damn lazy or maybe I was just brainwashed to think that way line because that's like, I feel like that's like the big, for me, that's always a line that like stands out when I re-listen to this song now because it's so easy to feel like a failure and like people are very quick to point the finger, you know, and and lay the blame at, at, at at the individual. Like, oh, well, you're... Like, you are a fuck-up, you know? You are fucking lazy. Like, the reason that things aren't working out for you is because you're a fucking loser. Like, just go get a job and... Uh, yeah. You just, just like, fucking slave your, slave your life away and whatever it is. And I just really admire that at 16, Billy was able to consider with this line here, like, yeah, you know, maybe it's me or maybe okay, yeah maybe yeah maybe, maybe it, it there's society. a bit more to this yes. right it's like yes. maybe there really are like some actual fucking societal issues that need to be addressed or 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 were created that that really do make it harder for me or for people like me to like live a satisfying life yeah and uh it's just a really powerful line in the song absolutely and i i i feel like anybody any kid who was one of those kids where people were like yeah you know like you're so smart and you got so much potential but you you know you just don't you you, you just gotta uh like try harder or you know or like you know you're just not living up to your potential man you know it's like one of those yeah. uh thing it's like oh, i'm really like <laughs> I guess I'm just a piece of shit then, okay? Yeah. Um, which, which it's it's like this weird kind of uh, backhanded, you know, compliment or or kind of like, um, like a negative um, 
negative motivator or whatever that's called right it's like it's not it's it's not like positive uh it's not like a positive motivator it's 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 like you know um the the kind of education system sometimes will will diminish students or kind of uh slap them on on the wrist for for maybe not living up to expectations before you know maybe asking like well what's the real reason behind this you know like 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 like, you know what are all these motivating factors in your life like maybe it isn't simply just just a laziness problem but but that seems to be the first thing that is kind of uh you know wheeled out against you as as a youngin who has uh forgotten their homework again yeah yeah that's true that's uh that is a good point and something that is very true that you you mentioned that uh i'm going to school and indeed i am and that is something that i i guess i have to you know at least acknowledge that they are trying to um, be more mindful about that 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 like the the reasons uh for you know a, a student's you know per, maybe poor performance um or the disorganization or whatever it is really it should be considered that that there could be um other things going on at the very least right instead yeah. of just you know man this this kid just like is incapable of being better right um which was a very real sentiment absolutely and 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 remains remains so i mean like as as someone who works with teachers i guess i could i mean like some some adults i really do think genuinely feel that way um and so I, i i guess for what it's worth i do think that there's like some addressing of that within like the the education of teachers these days the question is like is it lip service or or is it like really done to um create a more positive outcome right to to, to really have an impact um but that yeah. all being said uh it it definitely is yeah it definitely is worth mentioning i feel like i was going to say something else off of what you said but i maybe i got lost there no i think but you either way good, you know i think it's i i i thought that was uh <clears throat> good to get some inside baseball there from somebody uh in you know, in the industry that the, in, yeah. the education industry um yeah yep and it's good that they've made some strides forward hopefully that the culture can can progress in a yeah in in a more positive direction anyways uh, we're going to talk about uh uh the dookie-fied version of this song and uh get to some anti-social media uh commentators right after a word from our sponsors and we are back uh just wanted to say a quick thank you to our sponsors for this week's episode uh kid rocks big ass honky tonk and rock and roll steakhouse uh thank you for your generosity um just wanted to make note that it's it's nashville's biggest and baddest new honky tonk so check it out if you're ever in the nashville area Connor, ever been there? Uh, no, no, not. To, I don't think that was there when uh when we were there. Yeah, when when we made our uh, our way through Nashville. No, I mean, if only it was, we would be tearing it up. 
It's true. I don't know if we ever would have left. It's honestly. no. I mean, it's 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 Nashville's biggest and baddest new honky tonk. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if they say it, it must be true. It must so. be true. You think? You think uh, Green Day and Kid Rock ever like played together or hung out? I could see them like, uh, like given Green Day playing like festivals and stuff. Yeah. I, I could I could see it being possible that um, at some point they were on the same like massive bill on different stages on different days, and they never would have said like two words to each other because I think even then Billy would have just like fucking hated his guts yeah uh, completely so I think you're probably right so I th- I think probably not yeah anyways uh, thank you for for yeah, the money um, <laughs> all, all right. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, Connor, um, this is kind of funny. Uh, we have been mentioning for quite a few of these songs, like, oh, what if, what if Trey played the drums on Going to Pasolacqua? What if Trey played the drums on Paper Lanterns? Um, mm-hmm. well, this, in this instance, w- we, we actually have a recording, uh, to point to. And we're like, well, this is actually what it would have sounded like if Trey played the drums on 409 in your coffee maker. Because they recorded it for Dookie. Potentially, uh, th- this song was in the running um, to be on Dookie. And it- it's it's long been known that, that they recorded this and, and the, an unmixed version has been kind of circulating for, for years on the internet. But... Um, just this past year with Dookie's 30th anniversary box set being released, uh, finally we have like a, a studio mixed, well-produced version of, uh, 409 Near Coffee Maker from the Dookie sessions. Uh, Connor, did you have any idea that this was a thing? Yeah, I did, even though, um, I don't think I really listen to to it but i know like when the album came out like you're you're referencing um yeah i i did know it was on there yeah but i i don't know it, it's not something that was like really in my rotation or, or that i that i really like went through or, or stuck with yeah yeah i mean i it's it, it's uh something that i i was very excited to hear when the the box set was released and i was you know uh not not even pleasantly surprised i was just affirmed in my you know assumption that it was going to be awesome because it it was awesome um connor you know we we gave it a listen just before uh recording this episode had you listened to it before and uh what what were your thoughts on on this alternative version i really don't know if i listened to it before oddly enough even though like i think looking at the the track list of the demos and stuff that they released i um i listened to like the nimrod stuff a lot when that came out that that was cool um but for some reason when the dookie thing dropped it i didn't feel like very motivated to to just uh seek it out and listen to it you know so i i don't know it's like i don't know if i was lazy or brainwashed or what it was but 
but uh, so this was I probably really my first listen of it. Um, yeah, do you want me to share my thoughts on it a bit? Uh, Go right ahead. What, wanna... what were your, you know, <laughs> I I want to hear all about the shock and awe. You know, hearing, yeah. hearing this song, um, uh, you know, recorded on a major label budget. I mean, that's, I feel like that's more my takeaway is like, I do think the production is really good. Um, but it's funny because like, you're sort of introducing this as like, Hey, we got, we kind of get to figure out like, what would this song sound like if Trey played the drums and it's like, yeah, Trey's playing, but to me, it doesn't feel like this is really the answer to that because it feels like Trey is just playing Kiff Meyer's drums. He's playing you know, it pretty like straight. He just plays it straight, right? Yeah. So, um, but then again, it's like, had Trey been at, in the band when they were making the song, it's like, would he have sort of been given the direction to kind of play this way anyways? Like, I'm not saying that this isn't like, Trey's drums either necessarily but it, it's just kind of weird because it's like comparing the two drum performances they're really not that different it, it really does seem more like a d difference in the production that makes makes the song sound so different for for all the players for Billy for Mike for yeah, Trey I think yeah. that's I think that's right um yeah I, I mean Trey is pretty straightforward uh even down again down to the uh tambourines which is which is pretty interesting um to me honestly that I, I i thought the biggest notable changes in the actual in the song itself like you know billy has his kind of uh dookie's era vocals kind of like the the slacker 90s kind of vocals that that make their really their first appearance on dookie i think um yeah uh, and so that's that's interesting. There's some difference in you know uh, singing pronunciation, and then also Mike's harmonies, I think, are a bit different in places too. And I think those are are the uh, two biggest differences for me. But just like you, um, the the biggest change is the production, and obviously it's it's recorded uh, for a major label by Rob freaking Cavallo so you know you you know it's gonna sound great it does sound great um, but it's kind of just like this weird portal into like like what if because obviously we know welcome to paradise was was on dookie but it first appeared on Kerplunk the album previously um, so I don't know if if there is a world or a universe that exists where they chose this song instead of welcome to paradise to re-record or maybe they put both on dookie and dookie was just a longer album like what mm -hmm. are your thoughts on that what are your thoughts on this song actually being included in dookie or being in the running yeah that's a good question um it's tough it's you know it's like having listened to green day's discography for as long as we have it's very strange for it's like it's one thing to say that the way a song sounds it's like oh yeah that could be on another record right like and i and i think that's fair when we're talking about 409 your coffee maker it's like oh could it be on nimrod could it be on somniac whatever i think that's fair I, i'm like yeah it could be right but then there's the whole consideration of okay 
you put just one extra fucking song in that track list. It's like that's a different track list, buddy. It is. That's a, yeah. that's a different album flow right there. Absolutely. Where does that? Where would you put four oh nine in your coffee maker yeah. on Dookie? You know. I know. I know. Um. So, I. It's it's tough because it's like I just have to be biased given the way that I'm familiar with these albums, but it to me it feels like the right move to leave it off and to keep it on the EP and and to keep it like firmly in this early Green Day era because that's just how I have come to like recognize this song and I it's something that I kind of like appreciate about it um, being a part of these these earlier tracks um, so yeah I don't know it, it it would be very weird to me to to just like throw it on Dookie I, I don't think it would improve it no no I mean I I'm I'm in the same boat as you i i think it 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 would i mean it would maybe disrupt the flow of the album i i don't see a a great place to stick it i don't see just putting it in welcome to paradise's place either obviously you know paradise is a pivotal song on on dookie it, like you it, you're not mm-hmm. gonna have dookie without that song like that's just it's not gonna happen um so yeah, no, I think I think they ultimately made the the right choice um, to leave it off. I think it's 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 just pretty interesting that it was in consideration in the first place. You know, I think it's you know I I, I kind of get it because it is kind of a like a slackery punky kind of vibe that that does fit Dookie, but I think it's almost too on the nose a little bit for the album. Yeah. And also the solo having <laughs> two on the nose for for an album that opens up with burnout. Yeah, I, I mean maybe not, but um, th- having one shredding solo on on the record, you know, it would be would would also be a little weird to me. And yeah, it's true. Now you know now that you're talking about it too. It's like okay, so so obviously four hundred nine was in consideration, yeah. And then we're sort of talking about like, well, what's the difference between? Um, the EP's 409 and then like the Dookie 409 and it's like there there are differences but I think ultimately it's pretty minor uh, but you thinking about uh, Welcome to Paradise I mean they really they really beefed up that song they really dug deep when they uh, re-recorded Welcome to Paradise for Dookie like those I, I have heard people say that they prefer uh you know the the previous version but i i just don't i just don't see it um i think that's i think that those people are just uh contrarian people that say that they that they prefer the kerplunk version yeah yeah Yeah. i uh i i do i think they that they are contrarian and that they're trying to get a rise out of people um because that's no contest because that's the thing right it's like it's it's like the dookie version is just that much better and yet like looking at the two four oh nine versions, there is no such humongous like gulf. There's no disparity in, in my mind. It's like okay, there's not. And I mean, I and it could just be biased because I'm so used to having the the slappy version of four oh nine. But I, I mean, I do kind of feel like some of the charm has is is stripped of four oh nine when it's when it's in all of its dookie glory. As much as I love it, but uh. With Welcome to Paradise, it's it's the opposite. It's just like all of the things that that are great about the song are like accentuated and beefed up, um, which is funny because yeah, like I mean, yeah, 
the actual differences in the arrangement are very minor, but it's it's I mean just how tight it is and how how beefed up it is. Um, yeah, and you know it makes I think too like talking about the production. It's like when I think about Welcome to Paradise on Dookie, it's like when when you get to that um, extended bridge into the build up for like that last chorus, you know and. And you could hear as the bass is going, like those weird little uh, like slides or trills or yeah. whatever Billy's doing on the guitar. It's like that's not present in the same way on Kerplunk. No, no, you know, it's not. the the production like deepens that moment so much yeah. and, and makes it feel like so much more uh, uh, like impactful. Like it's it's yeah. just so good. Like the the production really really benefits that part. And it really yet, like, there's increases no the such tension on four oh nine. Yeah, the tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the tension. Completely. Then the payoff is so much greater when it when it comes into the chorus. You're right. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, it, it just the the effect is not the same here. Um, but I mean, I think it's a worthwhile listen, regardless if you're a fan and have not heard the Dookie version. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Connor, let's let's introduce our, our our next segment with a song. Just tell me the, the words, words I might have known. The words I might have known. The words I might have known. Yeah. All right. What are we looking at this week? The only one I have is so when when Billy says and all of your time gets wasted in my days, um, I don't know. I always heard that as like and and all my anxiety or something or like mm. the way that he rolls those words together and all of your time something about like the I think the time something about that all of your time gets wasted in my days. And I always thought it was like, and all my anxiety gets wasted in my days, or all, something about that. I always heard the word anxiety in that moment, but it's not there at all. Wow! No, it's so not. I want to shout yeah. that out. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've never heard that. That's that's, but but I can, I I can see, I can imagine how, how you would get that out of that because again, it's it's a very, um, it's a very Billy delivery. Um, where where a lot of these words do kind of mesh together, um, and I mean, anxiety would fit there. It, you know, it would fit the bill. I wouldn't be out of out of place within the song to talk about the anxiety that 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 this causes you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I that's I I have to say up until like looking at the lyrics again for this re-listen that was like the moment like i was like i would have said like oh yeah i know all the words to this but i was like oh he doesn't say anxiety at all so there's that yeah i i um i i don't think there's anything that i i misheard or didn't didn't know but you know before this again i think mostly because of the, this is this really is uh one of the big ones for me i think uh i i i've, I've long been singing along to this song i'm sure there was a time where i looked up the lyrics and 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 really let them sink into my brain um before we move on to the next segment i i did just want to and 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 again this kind of goes back to the dookie connection here um are you familiar kind of with that photo shoot of of the guys when they're they're in that apartment they had with, with that the Longview video is set in and and they they there there's all here I, I'm gonna get a picture of uh 
this, the pictures that they were showing. This photo shoot. Um, they're kind of. It's like they're they're in their messy living room or whatever, and yeah, yeah. So it, th- this is a photo shoot that that was done in the Dookie era. I think, I think it was right before Dookie was released. I could be wrong, but look what is in the frame here. Can you see what's what's going on there? Oh, is that the four hundred nine cleaning solution? Yeah, four hundred nine in. A, a, oh, a in a coffee bottle maker. Of, bottle oh, yes. 409 in a coffee maker. Oh, yeah. well, there we have it. I mean, that is, I know. Uh, it can't get much clearer than that. And I'm pretty sure that that was like a like a photo shoot for Dookie's. So that's a fun little Easter egg. Yeah, it is. Cool All right, let's, uh, let's jump into anti-social media. Let's hear what these chuckleheads have to say about the song. Um, okay. First up, and, you know, this is one that's kind of surprised me, too, because this is a popular song, and I I, I thought there would be a lot more back and forth, a lot more discussion um, to it, but 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 really, it's just a very well-loved song. It's, it's, it's not even, there, there, it's, it's really no contest. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, here is what I found. First off, we have... Uh, Gabe Addison Music says, when you realize this song is about how he hates school, and one of their gigs was at their school, and they played this crying laughing emoji. <laughs> yeah, I bet uh, it's you like, know, they were like, man, I, I, I hope that a teacher can hear us. I know. It's like, holy shit, they did the fucking mad lads. Yeah, um, they did it. Cam182 replies to Gabe, and they say, Yep, and the name is from when he tried to kill a teacher in high school with 409 cleaner in his coffee. It was It's, a, it's an attempted murder song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really hope... Uh... I mean, even after all these years, if, if if word gets out, I mean, Billy could be taken to court. I know. I don't know what the statute of limitations for that is, but... Uh... I mean, murder is pretty serious. I think. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, if they if they could prove it, you know, they they might even use this comment in a court of law. That's true. All I'm gonna say is it's a good thing that him and the the judge's daughter didn't get more serious because if if her daddy knew about this, he uh-huh. you know he wouldn't be too pleased. Billy would be uh rotting away in in prison. Um. Let's see. Okay, so here's two comments that I just I thought were pretty silly. Um, load or reload 125 says, imagine a commercial for 409 cleaner and it warns you not to put it in your coffee maker. That one's got nine upvotes. Um, and, <laughs> and then uh, right below it, female child 9060 says, when you remember you have a coffee maker and a bottle of 409 dot dot dot. They're getting some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving yeah. them some ideas. It's like, oh boy, what have you done, Billy? You know, it's kind of like, I feel like if, the, if, if this song was put out today, there would be a similar effect to like the Tide Pod Challenge. Oh, yes. Yeah, right? I could see that. Yeah. The, the 409 TikTok Challenge I could, or I something. Mean, even today, I feel like there's there's a non-zero chance of that happening. Like, obviously, we know random old songs from bands get popular on TikTok all the time. So, um, 
if anybody is like really into TikTok and listening to this, just fucking go for it. Start the start the four oh nine coffee maker challenge and and get that trend going. It's you know, hopefully it won't kill too many people. Yeah, now now I'm worried we're gonna have to uh you know, show up in court. Yeah, no, I mean we, we gotta we gotta tone it down a little bit. Um RDD the the name kind of seems like it's all the vowels are removed so i think it's like rodin skank 89 is what the intention is behind the name um rodin i think it's rodin skank 89 like like rodan like from godzilla no like a like a rodent like a mouse oh rodent yeah oh rodent skank that's a pretty cool name um they say who the fuck disliked this video? Ah, my old teacher was here. Dot dot dot. Wow, you know, in in the, the fucking <laughs> arms race to come up with the most witty YouTube comment. Uh, oh, it's so good. They never cease to amaze. Um, we we have a Reddit post where uh, somebody somebody posted a picture of them doing exactly what what green day did in the photo shoot which is they put a bottle of 409 in their coffee maker and the caption is in quotes why is the 409 in my coffee machine living with non-green day fans oh my god it's like you know they don't even know they, they, they're not even realizing what you're doing it's like this Connor, if we lived together and I did, and I pulled that, you'd be like, "Oh, I got you!" Oh my god, what? How? What? What a yeah. fucking clever Who little. Put this four oh nine in the coffee maker. We, I, exactly. We would be pulling Green Day pranks on each other Left all right. day, every day. But when you live with somebody who's a non-Green Day fan, they're just like, "What the four oh nine in my coffee machine? What?" It's like they can't even appreciate the joke. No, um, it's lost on them. It is lost on them. User number nine says, um, everyone commenting the song meaning, and I just want to know, was the teacher okay? Did Billy Joe kill her? Um, so this, this person is quite worried. The answer is yes. They, they, are, dead. <laughs> they are dead. And, uh, you know, I think Billy Joe ha- is 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 uh should 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 really um pay for his crimes. It's long overdue. Um, Every time they play this song, they are dancing on their grave. You know, absolutely. Okay, uh, SpongeBob Matrix one eighty two, which is a great username. <laughs> um, uh, they say slow it down to point seven five speed, and it sounds like Bodies by Drowning Pool. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I kind of want to try that. Can, can you? I mean, let's see. I'm just trying to picture it. It would, it would be like I can't. There's no way. There's no way slowing this song down. From let the bodies at the. I I I'm trying to put it together in my head, but it's 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 not working. Um, but yeah, it's possible. I mean, those are two I, I great think this songs. Is, I think this is blatant spreading of misinformation on the internet by SpongeBob Matrix 182. Wow, that's that is that's another hefty accusation there. Uh, we have shit hit the fan club, which is that's a really great 
that's an actually that's great a cool username. One. Yeah, that's a cool one. I like that. Yeah. Um, now the comment they leave, on the other hand, they say, "I wish Green Day was still kicking ass." Dot dot dot. It's always the good bands that have to go fucking new wave. They went new wave. Yeah. And he's waving goodbye. Yeah. I mean, Blink just came out with Blink Wave. Why not Green Wave? Where's That's the Green Wave true. gone? Yeah, so that, yeah, I mean, I I honestly feel like they should go more new wave. Yeah, that'd be great. I I wish that there was there was more uh accuracy behind this commenter's criticism. Absolutely. Um okay, let's see. Um Okay, this is the the final one here. I, it, it's it's just an interesting uh, conversation that that I found, and I'd like to get your input on it. Um, this is a thread from Green Drummer, and uh, they say, and, and and this is comparing the uh, um, four nine co- four nine your coffee maker on uh, the Dookie sessions to the original on Slappy and. Um, Green Drummer says, I'm sorry, but John Kay is a very sloppy drummer. Just listen to this compared to this. And it's the two versions, I think. Um, He says, although I love their first record, it's painful to listen to his playing, and I usually avoid it. That's by Green Drummer. Uh, Greatest Tape says, I know the difference between 39 Smooth and Kerplunk is pretty significant. I really don't think Green Day would have lasted much longer with John in the band. Um... Ziljan2613 replies and says, To be fair and play devil's advocate, the sound quality on 39 Smooth is horrendous, and they all were not exactly the best of their instruments. If John had stayed with the band, he would have improved just like they did. But I do believe Trey has more given talent, and he was younger at the time. And Greatest Tape says, I'm sure John would have improved, but Trey is one of the best rock drummers ever. Plus, John played all goofy. He's left-handed. He didn't set his kid up the right way. He played open-handed on the hi-hat and had a ride cymbal to the left of that. I think that's why his fills often sound so weird. Um, Connor, what are your thoughts on that uh, On that little little argument there? It sounds like the, the commenters here are drummers themselves and are more, more familiar with, uh, you know, not only playing but also probably picking up on things that I might not notice. So I think on the one hand, there could be something to be said about like, you know, uh, drummers and, and people with more experience drumming, like may be able to pick up on more of like the, the minor differences that to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I just think they sound the same. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely open to that possibility. Um, but on the other hand, I just feel like this conversation is sort of coming at it from this angle of, um, I don't know, the the benefit of Green Day's entire career. And, and that line, like, well, Trey's one of the, the greatest rock drummers ever or of all time or whatever they said. It's like, that's true. But that's only true now, today. You know, it, it wasn't true then. Yeah. And so we've we've also kind of touched on this, but like sometimes I think it's weird to compare Trey at like 
the height of his performance and and with the benefit of all his experience over these decades of like constantly improving to become this incredible drummer and then john kiffmeyer when he was like 18 playing a fun punk album with his friends you know like it's it's like you're not wrong but i just think it's like it's like, well, I don't know. What are you even really getting out of that comparison? Yeah. Like, to me, it feels like it, they're, they're kind of working at it backwards. It's a little reductive, know? it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I think that's a great point. They're, they're, they're two totally different situations. Um, yeah, and I, I I honestly, if you know, drummers or not, I kind of feel like they're just full of shit, and they're just, they're, they're just stirring, the, <laughs> stirring the pot, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, maybe. I... I okay. I lied. This is this is the last comment that I have. Uh, this is from Matt Sheezy, fifty four sixty nine, and this this is a pretty controversial uh, statement. I thought um, he says of all their great songs pre Dookie, four oh nine and Welcome to Paradise are two of the worst. Why not at the library or Life During Wartime in terms of songs to re-record for for Dookie? And of course, the first comment on this is. It's, Telling him that life during wartime is actually a pinhead gunpowder song. Pinhead gunpowder, <laughs> it's yeah. not not a Green Day song. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Did they pick poorly in terms of songs no. to re-record? You think they that this guy's full of shit? Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, it's it's another one of those weird conversations because it's like I, potentially any one of these thirty nine smooth songs, I think you could take and change it in a way where it's like, maybe it could become something that in hindsight could feel like, Oh wow, it wasn't fully realized, but like that version doesn't exist, you know? And, and so when we take the originals as what they are as the fully realized version, it's like, well, what would improving it quote unquote even be? Um, I don't feel like really any of the songs are necessarily lacking. A lot of what we've talked about is how, even though there's there's a lot of simplicity in these early Green Day songs, that that is what makes them feel so immediate and catchy, you know, and 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 fun and exciting, and um, and so I don't know. I I feel like this person is really just trying to draw attention to themselves and thinking themselves as like a you know a cool green day fan they're like yeah you know these these two songs that everyone loves secretly fucking suck and not only that they should have fucking played life during wartime what you don't know what that song is man you know you don't know life during oh, you're wartime absolutely right. it's like i don't know i just feel like this guy's a bit of a twat that's so. totally the intention there he's, he's like trying to bait people into being like wait what's that song i've never heard that song and like yeah. oh do i have someone to show you there's this little band <laughs> called pinhead gunpowder um yeah. no you're absolutely right that's that's uh that's who that guy is for everyone to see connor who wins comment of the day today Ugh, i was really <laughs> dreading you asking me this question because i i mean i there, there's not I think a, you kind of you did not great this time like pretty much they're, all these comments suck and they're own all way. bad yeah it's it's um, do you want to just not vote i don't want to give anyone comment of the day i think they pretty much all fucking suck <laughs> uh they do all suck you're right but, i don't know even the comments the comments they're like oh well 
I put 409 in my coffee maker. Well, living with non-Green Day fans, it's like, oh my god, I just, it's like, blow my brains out. Blow my fucking <laughs> brains out. All right. I don't know. Okay, well then that's, that's it. I'll tell you what, I'll tell, if you want to vote, I'm not going to vote. If you want to vote, <laughs> that you can just choose. Your one vote, you can decide it. But I... I don't know. I'm no, not going to vote. No, Connor, you've convinced me. They, they, they do. Honestly, they do all suck. Um, everybody is everybody is bad on today's episode, including ourselves. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to take a bullet here. Too. Yeah, exactly. No shame, shame on you. Do better next time. Uh, next week on the show, we we're talking about knowledge, which is not a Green Day song. In case you don't know. In case you don't know. It's by a little band called... In case called, you don't know. It's by a little band called Operation Ivy. So maybe do your research before you listen to the next week's episode. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Did you guys actually think Green Day made the song Knowledge? <laughs> Poser. Um, and hopefully you'll do better next week with the comments. You know, hopefully we have an actual winner. Somebody... Uh, Somebody that can can make us chuckle. Or Someone smile. deserving to wear the crown. Yes, exactly. Um, Connor, before we wrap things up, you have any final things to say about uh, four hundred nine in your coffee maker, or anything else we said? Not really. It's a great song. It really is a great song. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, I just I, oh, my, my wait, enduring wait, feeling. Wait, is... wait, 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 Connor. Have we ever heard the song live? Oh shit! Live without live, live without warning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look at us. Look at you. We got um, all these segments. <laughs> like a real professional I podcast. Know. That 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 kid rock kid rocks uh honky tonk, whatever the fuck. Emporium. Would, would really pay money would really give money to keep They the really would. On, they, you know? they really would they really do. <laughs> We're like a real podcast we and are. everything. It's crazy. Um damn, that's a great question. Fuck. I don't know. I kind of feel like at that 2016 show I might have heard this song. Like during that show, they played some oldies. They you know, like they really did and I'm I'm kind of thinking like, I don't know. I feel like maybe they played this song. Is that I your final answer? I feel like maybe it's my final answer. Connor, you are absolutely correct. We nice. we heard this song in 2016 at Webster Hall um in New York City. And uh, it was fucking incredible. I I have heard it also. I think it, um, at Irving Plaza in 2012. Um, but yeah, this it's just it's fucking such an awesome live song. And that and I mean, that's one of those moments at both at, at both of those shows, kind of where where you're like, you, you know, they they kind of like they, they launch into that drum hit, and you hear the da 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 da, and you're like, oh yeah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. this is really happening. It's like yeah. Your mind is blown. Um, and on that note, folks, uh, we will see you next week again for uh, for knowledge, our our first non Green Day Green Dudes episode. Um, obviously, Green Day's covering the song, but you get what I'm putting down, uh, folks. If you have anything uh, of note that you want to share with us, you know your your thoughts and experiences with with a uh, 409 in your coffee maker or if you can actually come up with a 409 in your coffee maker joke um that is good and will make us laugh please 
please let us know. You could you can email us at greendudespod at gmail.com. Uh, we are also on social media at uh, greendudespod on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you could be so kind as to go on to Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast platform and leave us a nice review and maybe rate us five stars while you're at it, that would be much appreciated. Um, if you're interested in any of the other dumb shit we do, uh, you can find that at corrupt, Uh, there's a whole world of, uh, of, of one man's trash hmm. on that website. We're, we're, we're almost done reading the Lord of the Rings on Jack jumps. Yes. Yes. Or other podcasts. So if that's something you're into that, that could be some of that trash for you to check out absolutely it could be your treasure it could be your treasure you never know um but most importantly folks until next time stay Stay punk. punk